Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the City Confessions. Today's guest is Melanie Ramos. She is a professional dancer and choreographer from Miami, but she's currently living in New York. Uh, our paths crossed because I have taken a few classes at Pevolve and she was the instructor. I just remember you thinking you were so cool. And I was like, let me follow this girl. And I wanted to just get to know you more and hear about your story. So thank you for being on. And how are you today, Melanie? I'm great. One, thank you so much for bringing me on. This is my first podcast, so I'm pumped. Yay! I and love it. I'm just so, yeah, I'm excited to be with this process, and I'm happy you took my class and we cross paths. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So why don't you introduce yourself, first of all, and tell us about your dance background, because I know you have an extensive background in dance, and yeah, we'd love to dive into that. Totally. Um, so I'm Melanie. You can call me Mel. Everyone calls me Mel. Um, originally born and raised in Miami, Florida. I was there since 18. And then I moved to New York uh, for college to do my BFA in dance. So I've been dancing since I was four years old. Um, it was just one of those things. My mom put me in it. I hated it at first. She was like, let's just try again a year later. And then I liked it. So then we've just I've kept doing it. I've been in dance studios. I kind of trained more competitively when I was younger. So I did like co uh, competitions. And then I also uh, was at a ballet studio. And then in high school where uh, I decided to get a little bit more serious. So it was an art school and the training was a bit more traditional. So modern ballet, contemporary, um, and I loved it. And then that's when I realized I would love to pursue this as a career. I also started uh, experimenting with choreography at 17 mm -hmm. and that's when I was like I really love this <laughs> so I think college uh with a degree in dance was the best route for me I hate school just anything mm -hmm. that involved <laughs> using a pencil and pens so I was like dance is just for me um so yeah I went to SUNY Purchase uh it's not exactly in the city it's in like Westchester mm -hmm. White Plains I really enjoyed it it wasn't a party school it was definitely very artsy um the environment there was super artsy. So I really was there just to dance, get my degree. Um, but I really am grateful for it. I met a bunch of my friends that are such talented dancers. I really feel like so much talent comes out of SUNY Purchase. So I think we are a very reputable uh, program. So I'm very grateful to be a part of Purchase. Um, graduated in 2018. And then um, it was about maybe like a year in transition where I wasn't really getting any dance jobs. My goal at the time was to be in a dance company. I feel like college kind of trains you to be like, all right, like yeah. honestly the big thing to do is get into a dance company. Mm -hmm. Like they don't really, I feel, teach you in a sense of what other things you could do. I feel like when you go to a concert program with concert dancing, they don't really uh, share like, oh, there's also commercial dancing. You mm -hmm. can also 
dance for Beyonce and all that. That's not really what I want to do, but like I know other people are now deciding like maybe that's interesting being more mm -hmm. in the commercial dance world. So yeah, when you're in college, they're definitely like concert, get in a dance company, something super reputable. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, maybe become a professor later in your life, a dance professor. Um, so that was like my mentality. I was freaking out at like 22. Oh my God, I'm not in a dance company mm -hmm. yet. What's going to happen? Freaking out, stressed out. Um, and then what was it? Oh, 2019, I auditioned for a second company for Ballet Hispanico. They are a really reputable company mm -hmm. as well. Um, they're amazing. And I got it. So I got into the oh, second wow. company and I was so thrilled. I was like, oh my God, finally, like I get to be part of company life. It wasn't mm -hmm. officially like how the main company trains um, like a nine to five. We were shorter hours and didn't perform as much, but it was still something that I was leaning towards, right? Because I thought at the time my goal was to eventually be in the main company. Um, then the pandemic hit and then obviously everything shut down. Mm -hmm. I don't even need to go into that. Right. <laughs> some job at some sort, right? So in my mind, I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, all I know is dance and mm -hmm. I don't have a dance job. And is this something I really want to do? Definitely like at 24 mid pandemic, I was like in the lost phase of, oh my God, what am I going to do? Do mm -hmm. I want to dance more? Um, fast forward, I realized, I don't know. I actually don't know if I want to be in a dance company per se, being led by a director that's telling mm -hmm. me what to do. <laughs> I don't think I'm the best at that. Mm -hmm. um, so I realized I wanted to transition more into a freelancer um, position as a dancer. So I'm currently not dancing in a company. Mm -hmm. um, if I were to get projects that I enjoyed, I would absolutely do them. But I'm actually more pursuing in my dance career, the choreography route. Uh, that to me seems way more exciting. I, in a healthy way, love to be in control in the sense where I love to see my movement on others and I love to guide a room. I mean, this even plays into fitness. I like to guide mm -hmm. a room and teach clients and help them with their goals. So I feel like my expertise in life is being more of a teacher perspective versus um, maybe in the dance world, someone mm -hmm. telling me what to do. So that was a very long introduction of my <laughs> world. But it's I all am good. still a dancer and choreographer. It's just not necessarily maybe the the goals that I wanted mm -hmm. back in college. It's transitioned a little bit. No, but I love your story because I think that's what we all go through. Like I feel like college yeah. definitely has like they instill a specific programming in us like you have to take oh all God. these classes to do this yeah. and now we know nowadays that like you're I'm not saying your degree doesn't matter but you mm -hmm. kind of can't switch career paths without having a specific degree and I think it's just interesting that at 22 the society wants us to know exactly what we want to do absolutely like how are we supposed to know and figure <laughs> it out at like 18 I mean for you it's a little different because you found your passion for dance so young mm -hmm. and I have friends who are dancers as well but I know you guys are so disciplined like yes. I'm curious oh to know gosh. how was that like because I know you guys also have a lot of sacrifices like with social mm -hmm. life and all of that so really? what like what was yeah. your life like I think just what you said. And it's so yeah. funny. I thought about this even before going onto the podcast. I'm like, I wonder if she's going to ask this question. <laughs> yes. I really feel like dancers are the most disciplined humans yeah. on this planet. And I mean, there's a blessing and a curse to it, mm -hmm. right? The blessing to me is whether a dancer decides to pursue a dance career or go into 
anything, anything, mm-hmm. being a dentist, um, having a nine to five computer mm-hmm. office job, anything. They, the discipline that we were taught growing up, I really feel helps us succeed in anything we want to do in life. And I think that's what's so beautiful um, about that passion, about that hobby, right? And it's, mm-hmm. I don't regret maybe not pursuing that dance career. My friends don't regret it because at the end of the day, they can still find success in what they want to do. So I'm a firm believer dancers can kill it in Mm -hmm. any part of their life. The curse is almost the way that we were taught Mm -hmm. um, can be a bit unhealthy, right? To the point where Mm. we it's programmed in our mind to maybe say yes to everything or I can't say no to this because I don't want to lose an opportunity. Or if I say no to this, uh, I won't have the connections. Or if I say no and say my body's actually really hurting, I mm-hmm. miss, I'll miss my dance performance and I might not get the lead role. So there are definitely unhealthy habits to sometimes being so disciplined and being afraid, oh my God, what will I not receive if I'm not so open to my career? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And, it, and I feel like as we get older, I've definitely had numerous discussions with my friends about it where it comes into... I don't know, potentially like our love life, dating life, mm-hmm. career wise. Um, we notice that there are still habits in us where we're like, oh my God, like we are just so used to wanting to please everyone and wanting to be like critiqued so bad that sometimes like it hurts us emotionally. Um, cause that's just what we're so used mm-hmm. to. So it, it's definitely, um, I'm, I'm learning to definitely in my career, um, not necessarily like don't, you know, don't say yes to everything, mm-hmm. but also like stand your ground. If there's something you don't feel comfortable with, if your body's exhausted, if you're not potentially happy with something, speak up. And I feel like dancers in their career weren't taught to speak up. They were taught to be quiet. Mm-hmm. If you're really good and you go to all your classes and you're amazing. And potentially if you kiss ass, I am not a kiss asser, but I've seen it be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you will get the job. You will get the lead role. Uh, you will get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So there's there's that. But um, it's it's unfortunate. And I, I still have, I feel like friends that maybe still feel that way because mm-hmm. they're still in their career. Um, but when you break out of that habit, it's very refreshing. Um, and it just feels good. I really feel like I broke a habit of the way I thought in my dance career, even like the things I was eating, like the way I looked or yeah, or like, oh my God, I need to like, go into the city to keep getting opportunities and connections and sometimes it's just a lot yeah no Um, when I hear you speak I'm definitely like dancers are athletes right like I think sometimes people try to like put them in two different categories Mm -hmm. and when I was hearing you speak I thought about like Simone Biles like in the Olympics you know like people don't talk about mental health and how that Mm -hmm. should be priority aside from competing getting a gold medal and like whatever it's similar to like what you guys go through as well so I'm so happy to hear that you had that moment of like breakthrough so you think it had to do with COVID like having that moment that forced you to like reevaluate your life honestly a thousand percent Mm -hmm. and I feel like again the whole world probably already knows this but every person in their career had a breakthrough moment where they're like Mm -hmm. what the fuck (laughs) right uh why did I allow myself to think this way? Absolutely. And then it's hard. It's so mentally hard to break through to that. It's scary because this Mm -hmm. is all you know. Mm -hmm. So me, my 24 year old self, I was so afraid. I'm like, is is this it? Do I not want to be in a dance company anymore? This was my whole life. This is what I thought I had to work up towards and I'm not doing it, but I am 
so freaking happy with the job I'm doing now in my fitness career and everything. I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. Me too. And <laughs> yeah. And I, I have no regrets. I also live life with no regrets. So yes, in a, in a sense, I think everyone could say they're hopefully potentially grateful that COVID helped them break through maybe some mental barriers that they mm -hmm. were experiencing. And also back to like athletes. Yes. Dancers are so athletes. And even like what the Olympics deals with, I can't even imagine like the competitive feeling like in that pressure category. and the stress. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I know that not all dancers uh, did the competitive world, mm -hmm. but I'm speaking for myself because from what, like six or I'm, I'm actually, I don't remember when I actually started mm -hmm. competing, but definitely under 10, right? Under 10 until 18, you're in a dance studio with other talented people jealous people it's like oh my god who's gonna win potentially your teachers being like you know in order to get first you have to have more tricks or you gotta mm. practice more you gotta clean your solo more so it's at a young age like my mind was so used to like competitiveness or like maybe con uh, potentially jealousy or like oh my god this girl won I should have won mm -hmm. um again I'm grateful I feel like for my and I'm grateful for maybe the way my parents raised me but like I think a lot and as I was getting older, like even in uh, the teen years competing, I was like, I'm going to throw these trophies anyway. I don't even know where my awards are at this point. So I'm like, why am I so concerned if I'm winning or not? Because I'm sorry, but like my career in fitness in college, the last thing they care about is if I won Miss Star Power in 2012. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's interesting that like, people can grow up so young being so competitive and it can really affect their mental health. I'm grateful mm -hmm. it didn't affect me too much, but it definitely got to me where you would get nervous to compete against a talented dancer or like uh, you won 10th overall instead of third. So you're like, well, what happened? What did I do mm -hmm. wrong? And then I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. The world still exists. Mm -hmm. I really hope if any young person hears this, it does not matter. Just go to competitions for the pictures, get cute pictures of yourself, <laughs> wear gorgeous costumes. Like I can't wait till I have a kid and I show them like the fun times I had yeah. at competitions with cool costumes mm -hmm. and cool dances. But like, I would never explain to someone, oh yeah, I got like first place when I was 11 mm -hmm. and it was so cool because I don't even know what I got <laughs> when I was a kid. So right. it really is so relevant, but I understand in the moment, you can't think that way because you're in that bubble. Mm -hmm. You were in such a bubble. And it's hard to break through from. Even I catch myself as an adult sometimes like, oh, this this person got such a good opportunity. Like I can get it too. Why didn't I get it? Or something like that. And it's it's so natural. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm sure so many people still get jealous, but I blame a part of it to how I grew up as a kid. And I'm still pushing myself and growing myself to learn like everyone can get amazing opportunity. Mm -hmm. Jealousy sucks. Like mm -hmm. you don't need to deal with that. Yeah. So there's that. It's an ongoing process of growing. Totally. I feel like I you kind of read my mind because I was going to ask you, you know, you definitely seem happier now. And hearing the discovery or the self-discovery that you've experienced, it seems like 
you were redefining happiness. And I think back then it's like, okay, if you win first place or like whatever the competition was, I don't really know the rules, but that made you happy. Whereas right now you're kind of redefining and saying like, I don't need to have X, Y, and Z to be happy. And right now you're not even really in what you thought you would be, right? The path that you're in, but you can Mm -hmm. safely and confidently say that you're happy. And I just love hearing that. And you were talking a lot about, you know, like opportunities and sometimes feeling like it's like limited whereas you know you need to like try to think more abundantly but do you think that has I know it has to do or stems from your dance background Mm -hmm. what about like New York City in general like is New York for the dance world like really really competitive compared to like Miami or like I don't really know the differences yeah no it's interesting I I for one categorize dance in like two Mm categories two categories um you have your concert dance if you're not familiar, that is like the more traditional background. So ballet, modern, if I were to name a few companies, uh, Alvin Ailey, Martha Graham, New York City Ballet, that that you would put in the concert world, Got right? It. Then you have more the LA world where it's, it's commercial. So the music videos, backup dancers for celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, uh, commercials, like just dancing in commercials, a Target commercial, right? So that would be more like jazz hip-hop and just um not ballet unless I mean I would love to see a fierce ballerina like in a music video and I'm sure that's been done before but not enough where like I would love to see uh them blend together a little bit right I would actually love to do that but um it's it's interesting it's not like competitive where it's it's just different it's a different maybe type Mm of competitiveness like even in my college in purchase sometimes you're in a bubble right you're just in a bubble you're in a big building in different dance rooms and even when we had to audition for pieces for like our fall concert and our spring concert you felt tension Mm -hmm. because we're adults it's not going to be so blatant like ill why did she get the part and then start drama in a dance studio but you just felt tension and I would hear other dancers being like she did not deserve that role or like I cannot Mm -hmm. believe I didn't get this part it still exists it's still there or potentially there might be some hidden jealousy if you see your friend get an amazing company and you're like, well, why didn't I get into a company? Right. So I know it's there and I and I don't blame people for feeling that way because I feel like that's just what was imprinted in our brains. It, totally, it's just how yeah. we grew up. It's unfortunate that that's what that hobby consists of. But yes, I think it's still there as an adult because mm-hmm. I haven't been in the field of auditioning for maybe a couple years mm-hmm. I don't know how everyone feels now <laughs> like post pandemic like I don't know if people feel better or they're just like it is what it is if I get in a company I get in a company if not then it's not meant for me um I would hope that's the mentality but yes I do think it's still there um in New York I can't even imagine in LA I am sure so <laughs> yeah but I've never experienced that that mm-hmm. part okay so my podcast is called the city confessions and i know you probably don't know that this is coming but i would love to ask mel if you can share a city confession with all of us and this can be (laughs) anything it can be something that is like an embarrassing story or like a deep fear of yours or like a fun (laughs) fact just like whatever whatever you feel oh my god you might think you might need a moment (laughs) This was like the only question I knew I was going to ask you. That is so funny. Like I've always categorized myself as the person that is terrible with these type of questions. Yeah. Like, 
the girl, like if you were to ask me, what's a fun fact? I'm like, do not do that to me. I know. <laughs> I'm like the same way, but I feel like it's just like New York is such a melting pot of so many people. I'm sure all your friends come with different backgrounds and like walks of life, right? Yeah. And that's why I love like talking to different people and strangers. But then at the end, I love to just throw them like, share me a confession. <laughs> and then it's interesting to see how a lot of people share the same like fears um, or just like insecurities or just like, I don't know. It's just interesting. So like, if you can just share something that of course you're comfortable with, what would that Yeah, Of course. Well, like I'm crazy, but not like crazy, crazy where I have like a confession where like everyone's like, Millie, what? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm also a, I'm such a like live life. What's mm-hmm. that? There's like a saying that Courtney says, I'm just here to live life <laughs> or something. That's me. So I'm going to be honest. I have no fears in New York. I feel like I can just tackle on this city. Whatever is thrown at me, I will take it. Um, I have no fears. Um, confession wise, I feel like the most like interesting parts of like my New York City life is like maybe dating life. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> so the craziest know. dating experience then. Oh God, no, not that crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in this vibe where I'm like, I just like do not want to date. Mm-hmm. I maybe went on like two dates most this uh year but like I guess like the most interesting part is like there was this man that like really wanted to be my sugar daddy so bad um he's like how old was he okay okay not that bad not that bad honestly (laughs) I like (laughs) he's still living and breathing so it's all good (laughs) oh yeah 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 um if he could give me the world he probably would but I was just like not into him and I'm someone where like I don't care if you are a billionaire sir Mm -hmm. I'm not into you this can't happen Mm because I'm very much about attraction so like (laughs) we met like last summer and um I was like walking down the Mercer kitchen on Prince Street and he like approached me and I was like I'm very open this Mm -hmm. is I was like dealing with a heartbreak at the time so I was like I'm gonna say yes to everyone and Mm -hmm. just talk to everyone so he approached me and like we're having a conversation and sometimes I just give my number out (laughs) I probably shouldn't but I do and so I gave him my number and then he started texting me galore like good morning beautiful oh god Here's me and yeah. like my rolls royce i mean he was showing me all the money he had right but i kept ignoring that man i just i was like i'm not i am this. proud of you <laughs> so, he gave up eventually right this was like last summer and then in december 2021 i was like out with my girls i was at butterfly lounge love that place by the mm-hmm. way have you been no Oh, I like amazing. don't party anymore. I feel like I need oh. to like I know, but oh I'll put God. that in my list because I've never heard of that one. Oh, Butterfly Lounge, uh, sixty Thompson Street. I love it. Okay. I, I love to go out. I'm like I'm you're like a sober. party girl, right? Oh, I am, but like sober. <laughs> oh, okay, because I feel like you're you're from Miami. That's in your blood. You it guys is. love to go blood. out. Yeah, um, I love to go out and dance, but like I will be up till five a.m completely sober and okay and I'm just like it's so fun to me I love being around just the uh party environment yeah anyway so I was out in December and I was like just really nice and this man approaches me he was like oh my god let me get you a drink I will not say no to something free so right. <laughs> especially in New York <laughs> yeah so he was like oh my god let me get your friends drinks as well so I was like sir absolutely friends get whatever you want and like (laughs) he was just so nice too I was like so fashionable I was like get it get it bitch yes (laughs) he was like for a second that's why I was like I was gonna keep talking to this man 
Um, and then I was like, we should exchange numbers. Like, you're so fun. And then he gave me his number. And then when the number came out on my phone, it was that motherfucker from Prince Street at Mercer. And I was like, no, I was like, we've met. We've met. But you didn't realize it? No. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Maybe you guys are meant to be. (laughs) Oh, no, please. (laughs) That was like, um, we hung out for like an hour. And I did not realize once. And he's very spiritual, too. I'm spiritual. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess it was meant to be. (laughs) I was like, yeah, okay. But I love this story because it shows like New York. Because I've lived here all my life and I feel like it's so big. Yeah, it's so small. So, so small. Yeah. So small where it's funny, like currently, like my friends are at this point where like they have to tell each other, girl, who did you match with? Because we're not dating the same. (laughs) True, true, true. It is so small. But anyway, like there is like a positive to this story. Like while I'm not, you know, he's not my type and I'm not Mm -hmm. attracted to him. I do think it was meant to be as like creating a beautiful friendship. So we are friends till this day. I will always go out with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe now and then he'll be like, you sure you don't want to go on a date? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, I love, I love it. I love awesome. that. So like, I'm friends with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't get me anything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's not like I still want to buy you things. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that. It's really just a platonic friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's friends with all my friends. Like, I introduced him to, like, all my friends. So <laughs> this is maybe not, like, the craziest. I know people definitely have crazier stories in New York City, but, like, I feel like I'm always out in like the going out scene. So like I see crazy stuff when like I go out, like maybe mm-hmm. at clubs, but like personally for me, like I'm not like where I do like rebellious things. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I love it too. Cause I feel like you bring up, bring up such a good point. Like sometimes, first of all, I believe everybody comes into your life for a reason, right? Yes. And they serve a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. So like, although that may not have been romantic as he wanted, now you guys are friends. And like, you, and that took like a second timing of like the universe like the stars to align for you guys that was, to- that's never happened to me where I'm yeah. like what are the chances we are meeting like six months later that's crazy yeah so no he's awesome and I love it <laughs> yeah okay we are wrapping up this episode so I have two quick like little games okay. one is is a never have I ever but dance edition because you're a dancer okay so you don't need no explanation. Just say if you if you have or you haven't. Okay. So never have you ever showed up to a dance class hungover. I have never. Okay. Never have you ever like forgot a specific workout gear or like fit or uh, dance gear, like tights or your shoes or. I have. Okay. Thousand percent. And never have you ever fainted or vomited in class. No, I have never. <laughs> That's great. Uh, never have you ever. This is more for like teaching wise, like messed up a choreography, but like totally just like covered it up. Oh, a thousand percent. And I like have my my students. I'm like, call me out if I'm wrong. <laughs> yes. That's good. Time. And then never have I ever hooked up or had a crush or had something with like somebody in your class or a teacher, but in like a dance slash fitness environment. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And then my last little fire round is New York City questions, because of course, it's called the City Confessions. So it's really quick. It's just five questions and you answer it with the first word that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Okay, If you can describe New York City in one word, what would it be? Um, Insane. What's your favorite thing about New York? Opportunities. 
your least favorite thing? Transportation. <laughs> your go-to spot. I mean, I know you said butterfly lounge. Maybe if you have another one. Um, the box. Okay. And <laughs> if you can thank New York City for one thing, what would it be? Uh, thank them for my life. Amazing. Well, yeah. now's your chance to plug away. Do you have any exciting projects that you would like to share with my listeners? Where can they find you? Just let them know the details. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks if you made it all the way to listen to me. Um, yeah, I definitely am going to promote MP Vault here because that's definitely like something I'm pursuing more mm -hmm. now in my fitness career. So uh, we are a gorgeous studio. I'm sure obviously, you know, mm -hmm. in Soho and yeah, we are a low impact uh, functional movement type workout. I feel like it really goes actually hand in hand with my dance career. Most of all the trainers are professional dancers. So yeah, we are a perfect workout where you want to look good, get a nice ass, nice abs, <laughs> nice arms, but also feel good. There's like actually yes. so many added benefits to this workout totally. that people start to realize and they're like, okay, I have a nice butt, but like, also I don't have back pain anymore. So it's like, it's a win-win, right? Win-win stronger core less back pain but oh my god I look amazing too and I just feel that's what I love about this workout I'm in a career that suits me so well I feel like I'm me I'm not hiding myself I'm not pretending to be someone I am where I'm supposed to be so I'm so happy <laughs> yeah and for everybody listening like Melanie has a great ass just saying <laughs> And <laughs> yes, that's like one thing I definitely noticed when I took your class. I'm like, follow. <laughs> okay, so my last question to you, because I know I've asked a million, is what is the one thing you love most about yourself? Oh, that's so beautiful, that question. <laughs> um, You know what? I, I love my willing to grow. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of growth within the past two years. And I'm proud of myself for how much I'm willing to keep learning and understand that I probably know nothing. And I love that I'm willing to learn about myself more and that I'm a self-aware queen. I'm saying a lot of things I love about myself because I really do. I'm here for it. Love myself. I am a Leo moon for anyone that's out there into astrology. Yes, I am. Go. Give me, oh, give me your freaking chart I, right now. <laughs> I am a Leo moon. So... I feel like that's the most that shines mm -hmm. about my personality. I think I love myself a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> no such ego. thing. <laughs> <laughs> my ego is high, honey. So if a man doesn't love me, I'm like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I love your so, energy. No, but on, on the actually serious side, I really am so proud of who I'm becoming. I don't regret any of my choices. I'm so excited to see where I'm going to be in my career as a person. I, I'm excited for the opportunity of aging. I think aging is a beautiful thing. Um, and I can't wait to keep being a bad bitch. Um, yes, you made me so happy asking that question. Oh, no, I love that you ended that. You ended on such a positive high note. I always love to bring it back to the guests and to remind them like, you are fucking amazing. Like that is why I wanted you to come <laughs> on. And it's like, I know it's so weird because again, I'm a stranger. But I'm no, so thankful that you just said yes. And you are like, I don't know. I Like I said, I believe people cross paths for a reason. Okay. I believe we were, I was meant to take your class. You were meant to be on this <laughs> podcast. So anyways, and with all that being said, um, for those listening, thank you so much. And for those watching, thank you again. I'm 
going to have all of Mel's information in the show notes. So be sure to expand on that. Share this with a friend, leave a review, follow Mel, you know, all the good stuff. And I will see you all in next week's episode. And thank you again, Mel. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. This is awesome. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.